Explorers, humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host JM. Hi, I'm your co-host Robbie. How are you today, JM? I'm doing all right, Robbie. I'm doing all right. I had a long bike ride yesterday in the sun. It was great. Nice. Where did yeah. you go? I went downhill, and then I Oof. went back uphill. Oh, that's how it works. Downhill is great. I as I was coming back up, I I I, I realized, yeah, it was. You got to pay for your sins, Robbie. Yeah, you you uh, yeah. Do you live on the top of a hill? Is that the problem? Uh, yeah. Uh, Well, not the top, but I live uphill from the water. Right, yeah. Yeah. So I have that problem as well when I go out on my bike. um, Although it doesn't look... It's not obvious that I live on top of a hill, um, Uh but everywhere that I go from where I live is downhill. Yeah. So the cycle home is always twice as bad. That's the best way to actually get yourself to bike somewhere. At least uh, I found. Like, when I was in Austin, like, if if I wanted to go somewhere and it was uphill from where I was, I wouldn't go. Mm. But if it was downhill from, or like, or I wouldn't ride my bike. But if it was downhill, I could talk myself into riding my bike. Because it's easy to get there. Yeah, that's very true. And then you have to go home. Like, there's no opting out of biking home. That's the thing. It's like, well, shit, now I'm committed. (laughs) Yeah, good point. I do love a bike ride, so I'm uh, I'm 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 supportive of all of your bike riding endeavors, whether they be uphill or down. Thanks, Robbie. Thank no you very problem. Much. No problem. Uh, have you been playing any video games this week? Yeah, yeah. Uh, played some of that new Hood Outlaws and Legends. Oh, how is it? Rough. Oh, real rough. um oh well yeah is Uh, it like a it's is it is it like a team multiplayer type thing yeah it's like hunt showdown uh which is a really cool game but basically you have two teams that are trying to break into like it's so you've got pve where you're trying to get past the guards yeah and get the key and steal a treasure and then there's mm-hmm. another team that's also trying to do that. So you end up fighting each other while trying to avoid the guards. Gotcha. Um, it's a cool concept. Yeah, that sounds quite fun. But uh, execution, not so great. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, but then I uh, started playing golf with your friends, with my friends. and. Oh. Uh, so one of my friends bought us all copies of Hood on PS4, like way before it came out. And yeah. He was like, I want to play this team game. Here you go, guys. Let's all play this. So we all got it. And we we're like, all right, here we go. And then it was like, ooh. So we ended up playing <laughs> golf with your friends. And it's so fun. Have you played it? No, I don't think so. It's so much fun. It's just a fucking delight. It's dumb as shit. And you can't really take the scores too seriously. I mean, you can. But <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, I mean, like your little golf ball will get a jet pack and you have to like use the jet pack to get to the next part of the course. It's it's very, it's, you know, it's what you're, as a little kid, your brain was always pretending putt-putt golf really was. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. Are, are there any games based on like novelty miniature golf courses and things like that? 
pissed off with your friends. Well, yeah, the, but that's what... You mean, it, like, straight it, up? Yeah, is there, has anyone just made, like, a like a virtual miniature golf game? I bet. I reckon I there imagine. must be, mustn't there? Yeah. I'm going to have to have a look after this. Yeah. You and know what we'll that do... would be... You know where I would be excited to find, like, a full miniature golf course game in? Grand Theft Auto? A theme park game. Well, Grand Theft oh, Auto right, okay. <laughs> yeah, theme park game would be... But, like, if you're playing a theme park game, and then you could be like, I want to play the mini golf. And you could, like, yeah, pop yeah. in and play, like... Nine holes of mini golf. Oh man, yeah, that would be sweet. I'd lose my mind. Just like a vir- yeah, virtual theme park would be great. Yeah, those probably exist somewhere as well. Yeah, it's theme park. Yeah, but <laughs> but I mean more like interactive rather than like oh. manage- managing a theme park. Yeah, like, like why don't more like why... visiting a theme park? Yeah, why can't I? Why can't I make a theme park and then have someone else come to my theme park? Yeah. And attend my theme park. Holy shit, yeah. Robbie. Holy shit, Robbie. We're making a game. <laughs> Sold. And I'm really into VR now, so we we can make it VR as well. It it should have VR options. Yes. Sure. Uh and you could do ah, oh, imagine you could do all sorts. You could imagine Jurassic Park. Why has nobody made that? A virtual Jurassic Park that you actually go and visit. The kind of is there's there? a there's a Jurassic Park game uh, on Switch and PlayStation and PC right now. It was just free on Epic a couple months ago, um, oh. and it's like Jurassic World Builder or something like that. Uh, but yeah, like, you talked about playing it before. Yeah, like you make the park, but then you can like get in a jeep and like drive around and drive up oh. the dinosaurs and oh, shit like that. Oh, okay, I it's, didn't realize it's, that. It's yeah, it's cute. It's pretty cool. Um, it's not like amazing, but mm. you know, you can like drive. Like there's there's all like the little tour things you can give for the tours. Like they can ride the train, or they can do this little thing where they're in a little hamster ball, which I guess was in one of the new movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can ride those. You can put your camera in there and like look at the dinosaurs. Oh shit! Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's actually a it's a good fun game. I I enjoyed it. Up until a point where I was like, I can't commit to beating these more difficult levels. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Man, talking about all these theme park games, JM, it's, it's getting me hype. Is it, Ravi? It is, yeah. Oh, man. That's what a coincidence, Ravi. <laughs> oh, why's that? Because the topic for this week's forecast is hype. Look around you. Look around you. Look around you. What do you see? Is it hype? That's right, it is. I warned Robbie before we started this that I'm stoned, and I apologize, everybody. But that's the perfect status to be in when talking about (laughs) being hype for video games. So, hype, video game hype, is what we're talking about. Video game hype. Uh, it's, uh, no small aspect of the industry, especially Mm. these days. Mm. Um, so I'm interested to, uh, get cracking on, uh, all of the various things that we've found hype over the years. Cause I, I don't know about you, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't think I get hype for the, for the things that a lot of people tend to get hype for. I'll agree. Me too. Yeah, so... Uh, mm, that's not true, I'm basic. Well, I get, I do get hype for... I can't, you know, I do get hype for 
big games um yeah same as plenty of other people do but um you know i can't get hype for another assassin's creed or yeah. another whatever gears of war yeah. you know oh yeah no yeah i don't Watch understand dogs. that you know i i can't get hype for that call of duty yeah you know they may be good games you know they may look great and all this kind of stuff but i don't i don't uh subscribe to the yeah. hype i hate those hype. types of games <laughs> cool well uh <laughs> this was the subject you chose so. it's the subject i chose well the thing is i'm i discovered that i'm really hyped about a game oh it's biomutant oh um, that's how this I, month right it's yeah it's it's coming out on the 25th and Sick. i was like I was like, so I, when I'm excited for something, I don't follow it. I don't pay attention to it. Right. I don't build up anticipation. So I don't really yeah. do it because that's what hype is. It's like you like, mm-hmm. you get, you work yourself up into a frenzy, yeah. you know, about this thing that you want to have. And uh, I feel like that, uh, as we'll see when we discuss uh, our list of games we've been hyped for, mm-hmm. uh, why I might find that to be a losing proposition. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I, I forget about things, you know, right. Song of Ice and Fire book six, I don't think about it. Yeah. So all of a sudden there's ads are coming out and it's like Biomutant coming out and I'm like, fuck, yes. Cause I saw trailers for it months and months ago and it just looked cool. It had so much style and charisma yeah. and it looks like it's going to be an amazing game. And then now that I'm seeing the new stuff and their new ads, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Didn't they? I swear. Was that? like first revealed e3 year before last i want to say it was two years ago yeah there wasn't really an e3 last year was there no i'm pretty sure we were in person yeah i don't know if i I saw the reveal in person i don't think i saw it in person but i think we were at e3 the year it was revealed yeah so i'd completely forgotten about it as well but it's an interesting point you make about uh kind of being switched off to everything and then and then um suddenly you know finding yourself getting really excited about a game coming out uh when it's when it's very close because i Mm -hmm. think that really is when when people i think when people uh consider video game hype they consider this whole thing around big announcements at e3 for games that are coming out you know, a year or two down the line and things yeah. like that. And that's not really the type of hype that I buy into, really. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I totally buy into hype when it's like something is right around the corner and you get and you suddenly start to see a little bit more of it or, mm-hmm. the, you know, or you just get assaulted <laughs> by, <laughs> yeah. by everything kind of like showing you this game. Then I'm like, or you see a particularly cool uh, thing that they do, you know, some sort of uh, stunt or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it may be to get you really interested or a cool trailer or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think we'll find that like a lot of the games that we talk about today, I maybe was not invested in early on and probably only really got excited about when it was like, oh, shit, like, oh, no, this thing is coming. So that's yeah. the, that sounds like the healthier hype to me. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And I, I feel like it's a waste because hype is like a concentrated burst of energy, right? Yeah. And sustaining hype for a year or two years is very hard to do. 
Yeah. Well, and anyone who does that, like as the as the person having hype, as the person mm-hmm. being excited about something, I think it diminishes your ability a like to enjoy it or to yeah. or to admit that you don't enjoy it. Like both of those I feel like come up. Yeah. Because you have this emotional energy built around this thing. Yeah. Cuz I've I've been hyped by something being revealed or announced and then as time goes on up until the point you know where that game maybe comes out i've lost that hype and i'm not a hype at all mm, yeah and i just kind of and then i just either don't play it or i wait you know six months until it's on sale and then pick it up after everyone else has already played it which is great I mean, which is yeah exactly i still play the game great. yeah um but yeah, it's a tricky thing to get right. Um, and I don't necessarily think that any of the games that I've got on my list here in front of me are, you know, case studies in getting hype right. But, uh, you know, they got they got to me. <laughs> so yeah. I think they're So it sounds they're, like you're, you're talking about it from the, the game, the publisher, the developer's perspective. No, I'm talking about it okay. more as someone that was excited for these particular games, yeah. you know, uh, to play them <laughs> and buy them. Well, let's do it, shall we? Sure thing. Do you want to kick things off? Sure. We'll start with my first great disappointment. Um, I think the first, I think so. I don't remember being as hyped for anything before. Uh, as I ended up being for Fable. They burned my village to the ground. But I escaped. I survived. My family's gone. And there's no one left to guide me. Will I choose the road that leads to virtue and honor? Or take the path of vengeance and destruction? remember the bullshit they put out around the original fable i mean i'm familiar with peter molyneux and his bullshit but i was not privy to uh the marketing hype around the original fable oh man i was so into it that they they fucking they just lied they (laughs) fucking lied about what you could do in that game and what you were going to do it was peter molyneux and i i didn't know that that was like his shtick right um because he's made, like, lots of really cool games, but yeah. then he has to just also be full of shit sometimes. And I'm like, dude, the fuck? Anyway, they promised, like, you could... It was like, you could... If you're a young kid and you, like, kill this dude, then, like, later after you grow into an adult, you'll come back and his son will, like, hate you and want to, like, have revenge against you. Sure. Yeah. Like, they promised this incredible, in-depth world Mm -hmm. that you were really like you could choose you could make the decisions and it would respond and react in these really amazing ways uh and what ends up coming out is a really beautiful uh linear story on fucking rails Mm -hmm. like every map is like you know you don't get very far from 
from the, you know, it's a path. It's always just a path. There's no, yeah. like, wandering into the fucking grasses and having an open world experience, yeah. which is fine. Except they fucking promised, they, they promised so much. Yeah. And the funny thing is, that that hasn't really gone away. <laughs> <laughs> games still do that. And it, and it tends to be these types of games, yeah, that, that promise a kind of a, a real genuine sort of fantasy experience that you can be, you know, truly lost in. Yeah. and experience all this different stuff and i don't know if any game has ever really lived up to that yeah i mean i i don't know it's i mean it's basically you're promising another reality or something like that mm. uh, when... or a close approximation to it yeah when did the original fable come out oh man um, early 2000s must have been it was i remember it was september uh, I think it was 2003, 2004. Yeah. So yeah. that would have been Xbox. It was Xbox, yeah. PlayStation 2. I think it was Xbox exclusive. Oh, uh, was it? Oh, yeah, you yeah. might be right, actually. Yeah, but it was it was a big deal. They yeah. lied so much about what was in that fucking game. Oh, man. What a bummer. <laughs> so was that like you your hype... Uh, was in overdrive and then you played the game and were just crushed yeah well i mean not instantly but pretty pretty quickly like it was like this isn't what i was told that i was gonna what this game was gonna be Mm. uh and it was really hard to get past that like it was years before i was finally like all right yeah fable's good so like I, I had it when they re-released it on PC or something. Yeah, I had a similar experience, I suppose. This is not one of my games, but it's just reminded me of it. But so Bioshock Infinite, I was really excited for that game. Mm. Um, and that was a game that completely transformed from the one that was originally revealed. They they revealed, you know, art yeah. and gameplay and all this kind of stuff. And then it went away for years and then it came back and it was just garbage. Um yeah but i was really excited for that you know like bought the collector's edition and (laughs) you know they got me yeah they fully got me because i really enjoyed the first two and then i got super into bioshock infinite and it was just like nah this sucks that's the worst you have the collector's edition of a game you don't like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) why are you laughing because you have that as well no, I, I don't I don't have any collector's editions. Oh right. Uh, but I imagine a lot of people do. <laughs> I imagine a lot of people do. It just never occurred to me that people would, you know, and like it never occurred to me that like you could have with the collector's edition of something you end up not liking at all. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I know. It's just cuz you just you have this blind faith, I suppose. Yeah. Um when it when especially with sequels because mm. You know, like I say, I I really enjoyed the first two Bioshock games, and you know this one was you know supposed to be this this huge kind of like a, uh, like a new com- like a completely new take on the whole franchise. You know, it was going to be yeah. this uh, completely different characters and environment and all this kind of stuff, and it was like, wow, this is going to be so exciting! I can't wait to play it. And then the game that came out, yeah, just wasn't, didn't resemble the game that was promised and it was just dreadful. Um, I mean, I don't own that collector's edition anymore, which is, uh, which is good. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah. But yeah, that sucked. What's your first hype? Okay, well, I'll go into my first one then, now that I've just talked about uh, the, the one big disappointment. <laughs> I don't have any more disappointments to talk about now. Um, I do. The first... <laughs> so the first game that I can remember really being just so so fucking excited for was sonic the hedgehog 2 now when you buy the sega genesis that comes with sonic 1 you'll get sonic 2 absolutely free sonic 2 handles stubborn stains embarrassing bald spots no problem it even slices and dices makes thousands of julienne fries but wait you can play it too this free sonic 2 is a 54.99 value you get two sonics for the price of one sonic 2 fits easily into any tackle box made from a space age polymer plastic for years of family fun and pets love it too buy the sega genesis that comes with sonic 1 and get sonic 2 free act now wiener dog sweater sold separately so i got um i got the mega drive in like 1989 or 1990 something like that um, kind of fresh when it you know more or less first came out in the UK um, and I got Sonic the Hedgehog when that came out um, like everyone else and loved it absolutely loved it um, but Sonic 2 was the first real taste I had of of something I guess like a marketing campaign <laughs> you know yeah um because I obviously already loved Sonic, already familiar with Sonic, so I was already excited for a sequel. But then all the magazines were, um, every month would have new previews, new screenshots, like little grainy photos, you know, taken in like Japanese game, you know, video game studios where it's like uh, you weren't even sure if what you were looking at was real, you know, or legit. Um all the theories coming out about like additional characters and you know and different bosses and things like this and then the advertising kicked in and it was a thing that really stuck with me which i guess all good advertising tries to do but they had the the sonic tuesday hook so it was called sonic tuesday because uh the game was coming out on a tuesday <laughs> and i can't remember the exact date but they uh they kept referring to it as sonic tuesday so everywhere you looked it was sonic tuesday sonic tuesday and then my local uh there's a shop called woolworths which was a little high street store that uh sold all kinds of stuff um but I would predominantly go there to look at uh, toys and video games and stuff like that. Videos and things. Um, and they were doing a pre-order, which is, again, my very first experience with anything like that, where you could put a deposit down, £5, and you got uh, a little Sonic the Hedgehog badge as, like, a deposit, you know, as, like, a little extra for putting a deposit down on the game and then it meant that uh, you reserved a copy and then the day the game came out you could go and collect it pay the rest of the money and, and take it home and i was so so excited for that game i was so excited i would every magazine that had anything about sonic 2 in i would buy it um i never actually got to put the deposit down um to secure myself a copy of the game uh, and get my sonic the hedgehog badge but the day that it came out and obviously i'd been waiting for this day sonic tuesday um sonic <laughs> so i tuesday. knew exactly when it was um 
so the whole day i was like really sad because i was like sonic 2 comes out today and i can't you know i'm not going to be able to get it and i was really really sad about it and then i got home from school and my dad was sat on the sofa and uh he was chatting to me and he was like he was like oh is there um did you say there was a, a game coming out today and i was like yeah he's like which one is it i was like uh oh, sonic 2 and then he went oh this one and he like lifted his jumper up oh yeah <laughs> and he had sonic 2 underneath his jumper and like i can still remember like the exact feeling that i had where it's just like you know in this you don't make a sound but like your face just lights up <laughs> you know and your mouth is wide open and you're like <gasps> and then um it was so exciting and then uh we put it we went into my room and put it on and just loading it up for the first time and i was like holy shit man it was like the best best day of my life at the time so yeah that was a the first real real experience i had with hype and it was a very positive one and nice. unfortunately <laughs> that probably means that you know i've then had like such a formative experience with <laughs> getting super hype about something that yeah my expectations were always probably way too high um for well, all subsequent hype i mean you know i i feel like like hearing your story i was thinking like man you know i'm sure i had plenty of these experiences yeah that like but i think they were all like you know you know like when sonic 2 came out like when i was a kid yeah. Um, you know, because I mean, back then, like, you know, I remember being hyped for the Super Nintendo's release and we mm -hmm. got one for, I think, Christmas that year. And it was so amazing. And we've like plugged it in. It was so much fun. I fucking love plugging in the system. And like, I mean, Super Mario World does not diss a fucking point. That is a great fucking game. Uh, F-Zero, like, mm -hmm. like all those, like, like, I guess the hype from, from those days uh, was really good and i feel like the games like even like the fucking super scope six yeah was well, fucking cool so I'll, i might as well just sort of like bundle a couple of these up together because one of the things i was i was gonna say was that i it's no surprise really that a lot of the memories i have of being super hyper about stuff was when i was a kid yeah um because i think you're just more susceptible to it anyway um things are more clearly targeted at you when you're a kid yeah. um whereas when you're an adult it's like it's more it has to appeal to like your individual taste and you know and things like that um but yeah so like but it was always like it was always just the it was mainly the magazines and the tv ads that always got me the most excited yeah so uh, Mortal Kombat is another one. I think we talked about it once mm. before because it they had those like just that iconic Mortal Kombat advert was so exciting, and um, they also had so there was Sonic Tuesday, and then Mortal Kombat had Mortal Monday. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just, you know it's the same idea. Ad agencies exactly. in the UK it's exactly are just like exactly we've got to let kids idea. know what day of the week it comes out, yeah. Marty. And the advert, because the advert for that, the TV advert for that, was like the dude, you know, in the street going Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And then it was just like kids 
running through the streets. Yeah. And it was like, oh yeah, because like everyone's running to get Mortal Kombat. It's like, you know, that's just had it all stuck in your head. And it did such a good job <laughs> because I was just like, holy shit, yeah, I'm fucking hyped for this game. Um, uh, yeah, so that was another one. And then uh, Street Fighter 2 was obviously another big one as well mm-hmm. because that was just a game that just everyone talked about. That was one of the ones that I think was more actually, yeah, like kids at school and stuff. Just, you know, everyone would talk about it all the time. Mm. Um but I remember specifically there was one ad on TV that wasn't even for the game. It was for the G.I. Joe uh, Street Fighter action figures. <laughs> but it had the characters in... So it had, like, people dressed up mm-hmm. as uh, characters from the game. So there was M. Bison. Uh, but the thing that stuck with me was there was a dude, like, fully, like, painted green with orange hair... Mm-hmm dressed as Blanca and I mm-hmm. was obsessed with Blanca when I was a kid and it's just like seeing that seeing like a real life Blanca in a TV ad it was just like <laughs> so fucking exciting <laughs> so it was more it was more the things around Street Fighter that got me hyped for that but yeah. um yeah that was all those are all yeah very formative like games that came out when I was sort of yeah 10 years old or whatever super into it yeah, I think those the like that level of hype and like I feel like games like that didn't you know the advertising around it was like this game's the fucking best thing you've ever experienced, which is <laughs> yeah. a little hyper. But like I feel yeah. like nobody like told you things that were gonna be in the game. Oh no, that weren't no. in the game. Weirdly, they would show gameplay, but it was all completely out of context as well. Yeah, so, sure. <laughs> so you would just you would just see it yeah. and and and, sim- and seeing it was just enough you know it was just like yeah. oh shit look <laughs> yeah. at it it's a game <laughs> it's right. yeah man it was so exciting follow us on twitter at the Pulver digital follow us on instagram at the Pulver digital come and join our discord Come on to our website at thevolvedigital.com. So what uh what's your next game hype experience? So the next big touch on? hype experience I want to touch on, and the ones I have on my list are all kind of they're all disappointments in their way. Oh well uh, I've got maybe, Fable. maybe we can find uh some uh what was it? some closure or some retribution sure. well <laughs> through, i mean i think through these I, stories. I, don't, I, mean, I don't i don't need closure i mean it's, it's fine <laughs> i'm okay but you know these are, are the sure, experiences JM? why i don't like hype why oh, right, some okay. of the reasons why I, i'm i'm very against generating hype because i don't think it works out uh this one is not like the fable you know peter molino black and white thing over promising under delivering um this was blizzard
the destiny of the warrior is balance in all things. And when balance is lost, all that is left is the reckoning. Entertainment. I fucking loved Blizzard when mm-hmm. I was young. Uh, Warcraft 2 came out, you know, I played that at my friend Evan's house, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. And I played the shit out of that. I beat that whole goddamn game. Um, I mean, and then you've got, you know, Diablo was fucking amazing. Played yep. through all of Diablo, all of StarCraft, you know, I fucking love that. Uh, back in the day, and uh, and I followed them on their website back like fucking Netscape days. Like I would <laughs> yeah. go to Blizzard dot com and Westwood dot com just to check their sites and see what was going on. And uh, and I was following Blizzard's dev blogs. I don't know if they were. I don't think they were called dev blogs at the time, but about Warcraft three, right? And they had a huge ambition they don't do it as much anymore i don't think but blizzard used to just fucking cancel games um they there are three big ones that they well two and a half there was the uh there was a point and click adventure in set in the warcraft universe that they were going to do that they canned and there was starcraft ghost which was going to be a first person shooter uh, set in yeah. the StarCraft universe. Yeah, and that was yeah, going to be... Yeah. Both of those were looked like... I mean, if you looked at them, they looked like top-quality fucking products. Yeah, I can remember. I've totally forgotten about it until you rem- just mentioned it. But yeah, I remember StarCraft Ghost being a thing. Yeah. And uh, so I guess this this part of my, 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 my warnings against hype is that things fucking change in development, you know? Mm. Like, you can fall in love with something and then it never happens. Yeah. Uh, and that can be a real bummer. I mean, I you know, it's worth still noting the things that you love and like and, and you know, why you like them and maybe applying it to your own work someday. But, um, so Warcraft 3, they were going to make a game unlike any other. It was going to be a strategy game set in the Warcraft universe, but it was going to be, there were so many different elements. Like every faction worked completely differently. Like if you were the undead, the only way you could get new units was to kill somebody and raise their corpse. Right. Um, like, like very distinct economic features and, and unit production and stuff for each faction. And more than that, uh, it was going to be a very deep role-playing experience where you're like going out into the world and you're doing things and you're having these adventures with your army. But at the same time, like you do have this base back here that needs to be taken care of and, and stuff like that. But, but it was, the idea was to keep it in smaller forces. Uh, and the whole campaign was played on a single map. Wow. And it was incredibly ambitious. Yeah. 
and uh, that sounds ambitious now. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think what's what's good is you know, like I was disappointed at the time because of you know when Warcraft three came out, what came out was not this. They 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 had. I'm pretty sure Blizzard had been explicit about canning the stuff that they had been working on. They were always pretty clear, like, hey, we're not doing the Thrall game anymore. Um, you know, so I, I'm pretty sure that they were like, hey, we, we're not doing that. It's not, it's, it's, it's not realistic. Um, and I can see, you know, there are so many, like, you know, at the time thinking about it, I was like, wow, how do they, you know, surmount these problems? And, you know, maybe they surmounted some of them, but some of them I think even now are like, how would you fucking balance that? How would you make this fun? How do you, you know, so that was another one where it was, where that was, that was, that was an experience I had where I was very hype about something that was way too far in the future, way too hypothetical. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was reading Blizzard's dev blog, so of course I was reading about this stuff, but it was really fucking cool. And they had like this article that told this story about this, you know, leader going out with their army and they do this quest wrong and they get frozen to death by a fucking ice dragon. And it was just, it was so fucking cool. Uh, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. That's why well, I don't do early access games if I can help it too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Blizzard also famously, you know, An- Anthem? No. Mm? Was it, what was it? The the Blizzard uh, game that was cancelled? Uh, that was like, you know, been talked about for years and years and years and then didn't happen and then they just made Overwatch instead? I thought they were working on something that was the prototype for Warcraft 2. And then they realized that they could just make Overwatch instead. I can't remember. It was called something. It had an... Oh, what was it? I thought it was Anthem, but that wasn't that, was it? No, that's Anthem is a Bioware game. Yeah. That is shut down. Um, oh, well. Can't oh, remember. Well. Oh, well. It was called Project Titan. Wow. That's... Yeah, I can understand being hype for things that never come to pass that sucks it happens a lot with movies you know when like oh uh, yeah when people announce that like oh there's gonna be a movie based on this and then it just like lives in yeah development hell or whatever just never never comes never comes out or you know the rights change hands you know so mm-hmm. many times and then eventually you know the the movie ends up being made but it's not the same movie and it's yeah. always terrible yeah i mean i'm glad we're keeping this limited to video games because i mean i mean i think i learned a lot of lessons about hype from star wars oh me too man if we were talking about movies oh, <laughs> god it would just be dreadful <laughs> i mean my dad like, took me out of school like... and we were in full costume for phantom menace oh even though we'd already gone to a charity three-day early screening uh where my dad and we were not rich but he paid 300 dollars a ticket for us to see that movie three days early big star wars fans in my house yeah damn hard times yeah that that must have sucked oh man it was tough it was tough it was one of those that that took a while it was that was one where it was like no i like this i must like this it's star wars me and my friends we were in my friend's back garden the evening after going to a matinee showing of the phantom menace having fucking fake lightsaber fights (laughs) like you know it was the best movie we'd ever seen Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um 
but you know, then I grew up. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, so my next one, uh-huh. if you're ready. I'm ready. My next one is kind of an example of uh, a game that uh, I think succeeded because of a lot of hype. And then uh-huh. in the intervening years, uh, hype has completely trampled it to the point where uh it's now just i could not give less of a shit about it (laughs) (laughs) all right that game is called final fantasy 7 oh my god ditto a battle between good and evil a bitter war of love and hate Final Fantasy VII is the biggest selling game ever on PlayStation. Over 100 hours of the most compelling gameplay. This year's most anticipated release is Final Fantasy VII. So, the original <laughs> and the original Final Fantasy VII got me very very excited to play it. Um, mm-hmm. but it was when I look back, and I actually went back and I watched some of the old TV ads today mm-hmm. before we recorded, because I wanted to remind myself exactly how it was marketed. Mm-hmm. Um, so they only showed cinematics in the ads, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't uh, show any actual gameplay, not even the real-time battles Mm -hmm. they didn't show uh that it was all uh (laughs) text-based conversation you know and interaction with characters and what they did do uh was they showed off the cinematics which fair play was the strongest Mm. um aspect of the game um they uh sold it with voiceovers a lot of voiceovers saying uh the most epic story ever told uh-huh. on playstation um it was also uh hyped up because i think it came out in the uk slightly after it had already launched in the us so it was uh-huh. already being sold to us as like the the best-selling playstation game of all time uh-huh. i mean we got it right away and it was great go on yeah um so the way it was and i i, I can remember seeing it on um a few tv shows as well because back then there used to be a lot more uh video game tv shows mm-hmm. um and people would talk about it a lot um because it was like uh the you know this the first time the franchise was coming to playstation um mm-hmm. the first time it was really kind of like a an accessible uh title in the uk really mm-hmm. um even though there were previous games available on the SNES, obviously, but they never, never reached the same uh, height of hype um, <laughs> as Final Fantasy VII. But, and then I, I got Final Fantasy VII and I played it and I loved it. Yeah. Um, absolutely loved that game. Um, but I feel like Square Soft, as they were at the time, I feel mm-hmm. like the success of Final Fantasy VII had a lot to do with luck really um because 
the way that it was the way the the way the hype was generated um didn't really tell you anything about the game's content had you never played a final fantasy before that no no okay okay yeah, I feel I feel like they expected you to have played Final Fantasy before that, I guess. Well, I don't know that they did because this was the first it was it was coming to PlayStation, right? It was the first non-Nintendo um Final Fantasy. Yeah. And uh it was a big departure for the series in terms of its tone and its setting and its characters. Um but all of that was unknown to me at the time. Um and it I think it was unknown to the vast majority of people that ended up playing the game um because it it was it was sold in a way or it was hyped um mm-hmm. in a way that basically just said this is going to be the most epic experience of your entire life yeah. um i guess similar to like what molyneux would do right with fable is like pr- promise all of this stuff but what well, the game I mean, no 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 this is what i'm coming on to say <laughs> this is what i'm coming on to say <laughs> It didn't. It didn't overpromise anything. Uh-huh. It just. It just. It just purely generated hype around itself. By, I call that by just claiming it was going to be the most epic experience you've ever yeah. had in your entire life. And it I, I'd call that just advertising and spectacle rather than. Yeah, I don't know. But the point is <laughs> that yeah. that now, when oh, you yeah. look at the. Final Fantasy seven spin-offs to a oh, lesser yeah. extent. But obviously we're gonna come to the elephant in the room, the Final Fantasy seven remake. Mm-hmm. This is where hype is just uh a fallacy. You know, and uh is be- is and and you see hype being used as a tool to mm-hmm. influence people. Yeah. Um which is entirely unwarranted. Um, well, and... well, so, so I, I feel like there's a difference between like spectacle and advertising and, you know, bombastic language and hype. And I, I, I think like w- with the original Final Fantasy VII, you had that normal, like what I would call, you know, bombastic spectacle thing going on. But like what you're talking about now with Seven is more hype and it is like the shittier thing where it's like, it's sort of a feedback system, like a, like a, you know, it's, it's a chemical reaction. It's, it's trying to get the fans to generate the hype that then the studio then tries to maximize the hype and the, 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 the frothing fandom. Yeah. I think the new one is a response to, you know, hype is a response to, well, I mean, like the fandom, the devotion to the, the, the seventh game. And so they said, ah, people like that. People already think they will like a Final Fantasy VII remake. So that's what we'll give them. Because they already think they'll like it. And that's hype, right? Exactly, exactly. And they and again, so they do it with like what? Like a fucking logo and a cinematic, you know, no details yeah. whatsoever. Because they know that people are going to hype themselves up over it. And that's what I don't like. See, what I don't like is is that they're taking it, they're using the fan, the pre-built yeah. fan desire yeah. to make a whole bunch of extra shitty stuff exactly. instead yeah. of the thing that the fans actually want. Exactly. It's they're like, using, hey... They're using the hype. Exactly. Yeah. They're using the hype um, 
to generate money. <laughs> yeah, to, to, to generate a bunch of like rather than rather than saying, "Hey, we have a really good thing here," which is what Final Fantasy VII the original did. We have a really good thing here, yeah, and we want to hype it up so that people will buy it. Yeah. Then the opposite is what happens with the remake. Right. You have the the, the audience has this energy, and exactly. we want to the feed off of it, and, and it's like, can, aha, yeah. yeah. Um, and lo and behold, you know, it turns out to be uh, a load of shite. So well, it's a fucking shame, right? Because if all they'd done, if all they'd done was make a Final Fantasy VII remake and just update the fucking graphics and like <laughs> genuinely do the thing that they were insinuating that they were doing, yeah, it would be good. Yeah, just it... you know, giving it a, f- a fresh lick of paint. You know, slight updates. You know, because yeah. of the 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 progress that's been made, and you know the various trends in video games. It's like, okay, we could update this game so yeah. that it maybe you know on you know plays a little bit. You know, the, there's uh, is a bit smoother. You know, some of the systems could be yeah. improved. Quality of life. Yeah, um, but they didn't do that. <laughs> no, they're trying they, to make like they... the Final Fantasy VII cinematic universe. Yeah. And it's already, you know, and it's already doomed, right? Because they, <laughs> you know, it's been, it was, it was delayed, it was delayed, and then they oh, released yeah. it, and it was like the first, what, third, not even first third of the game, and then uh, they, and then they go to the trouble of uh, hyping people up again for a Final Fantasy VII announcement this year. Yeah. And it's the same game with an extra character. <laughs> well, it's like it's side quests with Yuffie yeah. who doesn't yeah. even show up on that continent. Yeah, it's the I, same and, game. Oh, man, like the Sephiroth shit throughout the yeah. game. It's like Sephiroth shouldn't even be in this game. Yeah. What are you doing? Like they're yeah. like, but people love Sephiroth. They love Sephiroth, and we'll have a big <laughs> fight with Sephiroth because the fans want to feel powerful. So their their level ten character is gonna fight Sephiroth because Cloud and Sephiroth are doomed to fight forever, just like Jesus and Moses. What? I don't think that's <laughs> what. Yeah. What's your next pick, JM? Um, my next pick is uh when i learned that when an ip i didn't know the term ip at the time but when uh, a world that you love a product an ip that you love uh gets bought by a different developer and they do it their way and uh as someone who's a big fan of story and a big fan of world building and the nuances that go into excellent world building um one of the biggest hype moments of my life, like got so excited for the trailer, was Fallout 3. I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart. In my heart I have but one desire And that one is you No other will do I've lost all ambition for worldly acclaim 
I just want to be the one you love And with your admission That you feel the same I'll have reached the goal I'm dreaming of Believe me I don't changes always waiting for this one I don't want to set the world on fire it was such a good trailer it's mm-hmm. using the ink spots it's got it starts on the the little uh, the dashboard yep. luau girl yeah and it slowly pulls back and it's just in this wrecked city bus trailer. it's such a good trailer it's so <laughs> subtle it's so good and I was like Fuck yes. And I was, uh, you know, I love Fallout 1. I love Fallout 2. They're some of the coolest, best written, weirdest fucking games ever yeah. made. Yeah. So fucking cool. Um, And, you know, Bethesda bought the rights. Uh, and I remember, I can't remember if the legal battle happened before or after Fallout 3 came out. But there was a legal battle because... Um, it's Black Isle, right? I can't remember yes. if it's Obsidian or Black Isle. Black Isle, I believe. But uh, but they had orig- they had thought that they still retained the right to make their isometric MMO, yeah. which would have been like Ultima Online, which was insane. But it would have been Fallout, and who knows what that would have been? Who fucking knows what that would have been? Uh, might have been trash. Who knows? But Bethesda was like, no. And they got into a big court case and Bethesda won because, of course, they did. They're fucking huge compared to Black mm-hmm. Isle. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that 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 is what soured me on Bethesda overall. Just like, oh, fuck you, man. You stole that from them. And then, you know, whatever. But then Fallout 3 is was so hyped and it was promised to be so cool. And... I mean, I'm not going to say that I didn't have fun playing the game, that I didn't have a lot of fun moments, that there aren't some cool experiences. I liked the soundtrack a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, what a stupid fucking game. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't very good, was it? It just wasn't very good. Um, it was... Yeah. It had so many cool ideas, and mm-hmm. I feel like the intentions... I feel I do feel like their intentions were, you know... No. <laughs> their intentions their intentions were exactly what they said they weren't going to do they were like it's not just going to be uh you know oblivion but uh you know in the post-apocalypse it's going to be something different but then it just fucking was oblivion in the post-apocalypse you know super mutants are like orcs there's they're just bad guys for you to kill <laughs> lots of super mutants over here on the east coast and now everything's like oblivion yeah man oblivion's yeah. got a lot to answer for I mean, good on Oblivion, right? <laughs> huh? Good on Oblivion, right? Good for the Oh good yeah, for of course. Elder Scrolls is great. <laughs> yeah. Elder Scrolls is great. And that's the thing, like they just they just shouldn't have they lacked the they lacked the nuance sure, yeah. to write for Fallout. To yeah. they didn't add anything they didn't add anything of their own and they just kind of 
childishly caricatured what had been there before. Yeah, and it's and and now they're at a point right where it's just diminishing returns, and they're just flogging a dead horse. It feels. I mean, they're they're gonna yeah they're they're fucking they're just milking Fallout for what they can get from post recognizable post apocalyptic brand. Yeah, it's a it's a shame, you know. I mean, but, yeah, because the knows. first two had such cool writing. There was yeah, they were maybe just... one day they'll um, maybe one day they'll reboot it. Well, they made New Vegas. I mean, that's New... Black Isle. Yeah, that was they quite let... good as well, wasn't it? That, that was good. It was interesting. I mean, yeah. it was it was a Fallout. It it felt correct. Like it felt like a Fallout game where like everything like it, yeah, it just it they they thought about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somebody fucking thought about the plot. <laughs> oh man, Fallout Three, the fucking ending, man. I mean, like and literally, it was like the plot of Fallout One is to get a water purification chip. The plot of Fallout Two is to get a Garden of Eden creation kit so you can start farming. Yeah. And the plot of Fallout 3 is get a Gek, get a Garden of Eden creation kit so that you can purify water. <laughs> and it was like, fuck you. <laughs> you lazy pieces of shit. They got Liam Neeson to be in that piece of shit. Did they? Yeah, Liam Neeson is your dad in it. Ooh. Yeah, well, like I you, I mean, that. he's only at the very beginning and yeah, like. Yeah, I was going to say, I then like you you know he disappears somehow and you leave the vault and you discover that even though your vault is like one of the most uh xenophobic vaults like that are around somehow they let him in at some point because he's not really from the vault or some dumb shit i don't fucking know do you want to hear my next one i do okay uh i've got a few more bits to talk about have you got much more to talk about uh i'm i'm all right right now okay well i'm gonna talk i think we can't have an episode about hype without talking about rockstar why did i move here i guess it was the weather or the god that thing that magic you see it in the movies I wanted to retire from what I was doing, you know? From that, that line of work. Be a good guy for once, family man. So, I bought a big house, came here, put my feet up, thought I'd be a dad like all the other dads. My kids would be like the kids on TV. We'd play ball and sit in the sun, but, well, you know how it is. I was hoping we would talk about this. Um, so, I initially thought about talking about Rockstar <clears throat> because of Grand Theft Auto Three, um, mm. and then the and then to be honest, all subsequent Grand Theft Auto numbered yeah. games. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think anybody has mastered the art of marketing a video game like rockstar has with grand nobody Auto. um they yeah. are geniuses um mm -hmm. when it comes to that game in particular mm -hmm. every single aspect <laughs> of the hype that is generated around each grand theft auto game is 
completely justified in my opinion mm-hmm. oh yeah um and the fact that grand theft auto 5 is still one of the <laughs> biggest selling games every year <laughs> i mean what, seven years a- after it came out yeah um, it's a fucking masterpiece is incredible it's absolutely yeah. incredible uh and it, again fully justified yeah. and the second they drop a trailer for grand theft auto 6 i'm gonna shit my pants oh we're all gonna die i'll pre-order it and <gasps> i won't give a shit <laughs> uh-huh. because i know it will <laughs> be fucking brilliant um but interestingly you know outside of grand theft auto a mixed bag so red dead redemption was a game i was extremely hyped for yeah um because it's grand theft auto Uh in the wild west Mm -hmm. that is that has got me written all over it Mm -hmm. um so i was super hyped for that game um and again i think you know everything they did around it was super exciting really really cool i was working in uh an entertainment retail store the day it came out and uh we actually this is genuinely so rare um that this is the only time i can actually remember it happening in real life uh we actually sold out of the game (laughs) on the first day like there were no more copies left in the entire store yeah um and you know that's the next rockstar game right so it's not like we had we didn't order enough copies you know to meet demand (laughs) yeah and it was like holy fuck um uh so uh that was totally got me and i I thought they did a fantastic job uh getting me hyped for that and i i enjoyed being hyped for that game i Mm -hmm. enjoyed being hyped for the grand theft auto games red dead redemption 2 kind of lost me yeah um and yeah that was another one that i think just came came along i was really hyped for it and then it was delayed and then it just kind of i built up too high expectations for it and then i played it and despite being an impressive game and a beautiful Mm. game Mm. um i think i just moved on you know my tastes had moved on and because the game is very similar to the first one um in many ways in many ways and um I think I think I had personally just moved on in my gaming life um, that Red Dead Redemption 2 didn't hit those expectations for me. Have you ever gone back to it? I need to. I do need to go back to it. I, for it, sure. it, it bounced off of me the first time I played it. And I mean, I put in, you know, eight, you know, eight or ten hours, you know, so I gave yeah. it time. Yeah. But it, it bounced off me the first time as yeah. well. Um, and, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, but then I came back to it yeah. during quarantine. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a perfect quarantine game. Yeah, I need <laughs> to get back like, into it. Um, well, I just want to jump on the GTA Rockstar oh, yeah, yeah. celebration yeah, yeah. bandwagon because when I was thinking of games where, you know, I was hyped and that hype met satisfaction was GTA Five. I yeah. mean, what a fucking game what a fucking (laughs) opening what a fucking start what a fucking introduction like the and again it's 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 i mean so that's this is i guess the best kind of hype this is the purest kind of hype that can exist is when someone makes something and the quality of their work is so outstanding 
that the next time they make something, you are automatically excited about it. Yeah. You you anticipate that same quality, that same yeah. excellence. And that's unlike it. other fucking studios, and don't get me wrong, I mean, you know, I'm sure, you know, Rockstar, you know, puts, you know, has bugs and shit like that, but they won't fucking put it out until that's, it's ready. That's it. It's that trust. Like they've built, they've earned the trust. Yeah. I to, will like So they, they they can they can afford to generate all this hype and get people hype because yeah they they have the trust of everybody that they will make a good game yeah uh, and, and they do but they're not all they're also i mean and this is just you know just celebrating rockstar that they fucking exist like they they're not afraid to experiment either yes you know they've made a lot of games that just bounced off of everybody but yes. that's i think that's fucking cool yeah so i was going to talk about la noir as well Oh because yeah, I forgot about that. That was a very interesting game, right? Because yeah. that was a, a case where it it became very hyped um because it's Rockstar. Mm-hmm. Um it was post GTA four, you know, mm-hmm. uh it, was it post Red Dead as well? I can't it remember. It was it was after the first one, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you know, so there was justifiably so. Uh, you know, people were yeah. excited. It felt like it was gonna be oh shit, like it's going to be like Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption, but this one's going to be in the 40s in LA. Yeah. yeah. Like, sign me up. This is going to be amazing. It's got the guy from Mad Men in it. You know, it's like all this cool stuff. They revealed the new kind of the the facial tech and things like this, which Mm -hmm. was, you know, all very, very, very exciting. But clearly behind the scenes, things were not going so well. Um, The game ultimately became compromised and then you saw this I don't remember of... what you're talking about the compromise. So they had the so the the team was it like Bondi, Rockstar Bondi? Okay. Was making it team in Australia. Uh-huh. Um and they were working so they were working with this outsource this separate company who had the face mm-hmm. tech animation. Mm-hmm. Then I think they bought them and killed them. Um and the team in Bondi that was making the game were like under massive crunch. And then after L.A. Noir came out, they like shut them down. Like it was all kind of like internal, I guess, like politicking. Yeah. Um, that was all this stories obviously came out after the fact. You know, yeah. nobody knew about this in the lead up to the game. But what you did see was the marketing kind of hype, you know, the self-generated hype kind of started to they just started to sort of turn it down a little bit you know (laughs) in in the lead up to launch because i think they sort of knew um that it was you know it had been a troubled uh development and you know it it was probably going to be in for a bit of a rough ride when it eventually came out and it and it and it was it did get a bit of a rough ride yeah um i think in the intervening years maybe people's opinions might have softened or people might have gone back and enjoyed it for what it was but i think that was one case where you saw rockstar kind of realized maybe that they'd sort of put a foot wrong somewhere um yeah and it didn't quite pay off um, which was a shame you know because that was a game i was really excited for and then i played it and i didn't like it i appreciate them like you know seeing you know being like oh let's pump the brakes on the on the hype yeah 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 let's not let's not yeah. Sorry. 
what we said. Well, it shows restraint. It shows, yes. you know, that they're aware that they're like, hmm, you yeah. know, we, we don't want to, we don't want to oversell this. Exactly. They were like, oh, we're at risk here of people thinking that this game is something that it's not. So yeah. we need to rectify that. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I was thinking about GTA 3 earlier. I don't remember. I must have been, but I don't think I remember being hyped for GTA 3 before it came out. And then when it came out, like my, honestly, the first memory I have of GTA 3 is getting out of the van in the game. Me too. Like that's the first thing that comes into my head. Yeah. I remember, um, I was at a friend's house and our other friend brought round his PS2. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, oh, I've got the new Grand Theft Auto game. (laughs) And it had been 10 years or something. Yeah. Huh? I mean, it had been so long since two. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was just like, he was like, oh, I've got Grand Theft Auto. And we were like, oh, fucking hell yeah, bring it round. So he brought it round. We all got super stoned. And then we, um, we, we fired it up, ended up playing it all night and just mm. having the absolute best time ever. But yeah, like I, the, 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 that first, cause like you get out of the van, uh, cause you're like, you're, you're, uh, you break out of the prison van, right? That's how it starts. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get in, then you get picked up in the car and then you drive into Liberty City. And it's got yeah, the you're on the bridge, and it's got the narration over the top, and it's like, holy shit! <laughs> like, yeah. never played anything like it before. You know, never yeah. seen anything like that before. It was so cool. Yeah, so cool. And then Vice City, and it was all. Oh 80s. my god, oh Vice my City god. was so fucking cool. They're so ugly now too. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. I'll see I mean, them they're on not sale. Games. They're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, <sighs> Rockstar. Yeah, great games. <laughs> yeah, man. We could talk about that one that came out in 2020 that totally fucked up their hype and just didn't stop hyping their broken fucking game. <laughs> What's that? Cyberpunk. Oh, deary me. <laughs> We'd need to dedicate an entire episode to that, I think. Uh, let's not. <laughs> Well, Robbie, this has been a good conversation about hype. It has been a good conversation about hype. I feel a little bit hyped now. Yeah? Yeah. Me still too. Ri- we're still riding a high. Yeah. Different high from you, but, you know. Oh, that's right. <laughs> More drugs. Uh, I tell you what, just on closing, yeah. I... I did want to say that I think I touched on it earlier, but video game TV shows. Yeah. Man, I miss those so much. Like TV shows based on video games? Well, there was one. Uh, there were there were a few that I loved as a kid, but there was one in particular called Games Master mm-hmm. on TV in the UK, which was around in the 90s. And it was basically, it was kind of a game show. Um you know they would get people on to compete in video games and in between that you know they'd have like a celebrity match you know they'd have a celebrity come on and do something um they would have uh reviews and then um patrick moore who was this famous uh um astronomer Mm he was the games master right so he was like green screened into this like robotic outfit and he was a big floating head and um 
kids would like beam into his like fucking hard drive or whatever and then uh, they'd be like oh games master i'm stuck on the second leg- level of sonic the hedgehog 2 but i heard there's a extra life somewhere and then the games master would be like oh you have to run backwards from the start and then jump on this spring or whatever and he'd give them tips or like cheats like some kid would be like i heard that there's a cheat for unlimited lives in double dragon on the snes and then games master would give them the cheat uh and it was just great (laughs) it was so good (laughs) but the main thing it did was they would the games that they would uh have on the show for people to uh play were always like games either you hadn't heard of or like the super cool game that you know you'd heard people talking about but you you know you hadn't seen or you hadn't seen anyone playing it and stuff like this so they would like they would play like all these neo geo games and they would have like sick arcade games and stuff oh it was so exciting nothing got me more excited about video games than that fucking show <laughs> it the best. nice but yeah hopefully next week we'll have the guest who's blown us off the last two weeks is that right yes i can can i can confirm <laughs> That next week we will have the elusive Juan. Oh yeah, uh, Delator. You know we had it. We've, we've had our second request for someone to be on the forecast now. Oh, yeah, we? yeah, Tana. Oh, yeah, Tana wants to come on and talk. Okay, so, so we'll now... look forward to having Tana on the show as well. But next yeah. week will be Juan, who will teach Juan. us all about. Juan, <laughs> who will teach We're us all about uh, Spanish games. Production. He's going to teach us about production. <laughs> yeah. he's done, he's Spanish done. games. <laughs>